Welcome to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast, a podcast honing in on living with aim. That's authenticity, intention, and masterful execution. All of this as we journey through the process of self-discovery, self-definition, and self-distinction. I'm your host, Farah Bernier, talent management executive and certified coach working with fabulously fierce women across the globe. Join me as I share coaching tips and resources that you can apply to your own journey to living fabulously fierce. And as an added bonus, I'm never doing this alone. Each week, I'll introduce you to one new guest joining me to share how they live fabulously fierce. Do keep in mind while I'm here for you and we'll take on this journey together. This is not meant to be a substitute for live coaching engagements. To find out more about coaching one-on-one, you've got a few options. Please feel free to visit www.farahbernier.co. That's www.farahbernier.co. Or you can email me at farahbernier at gmail.com. And of course, the Living Fabulously Fierce handle on Instagram. With that, as always, I'm so excited to be here with you today, so let's jump into today's session. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast. I am actually behind a week in schedule in terms of when I like to make sure you guys have new episodes. And just going to be honest with you, it's been a really tough and trying past couple of weeks, Um, both from just a whole bunch of stuff going on in the world, and then personally, just unexpected challenges coming up, um, loss, experiencing loss, and just, you know, not having normal or usual mode of operating be in play and so i've had to be very intentional about reminding myself that i am human and offering myself a lot of grace and prioritizing what i can do letting go of some of my expectations of self in the day-to-day and being okay with that what i have found to be fascinating um And it's always the case is that in the seasons and the moments where we have lessons to learn, opportunities present themselves for us to learn those lessons. And um, that's sometimes challenging, you know? And at the same time, for those of us who care about others deeply, who operate as empaths, it is inevitable that at the same time we're going through certain challenges, others show up in need of our counsel, support, um, advice around the same things. What's been fascinating to me on this front is um, the number of my clients who are showing up with this, the very similar challenges. And as a coach, what we have to do is really make sure we're not projecting, we're not assuming anything about our clients' experiences that are reflective of our own and vice versa. 
And so I, I maintain that stance in everything. Um, and because I'm super objective and intentional about that, I, I get the good fortune as I see it to really see how this truth plays out, this truth that if I'm going through a season of um, challenge in, you know, I'll, I'll just make up an example, but um, in challenge, uh, well, I'll use what's real, in challenge of loss, it's just inevitable that my clients are going through the same thing and trying to sort through some of that themselves. And to maintain the coaching stance, I, I always double down in my listening, active listening mode, and just hear what that is like for them. And then as they sort through it, I'm continuing to learn. I'm continuing to reflect. And just a few things I want to offer you that I've been learning in this season that may be useful. Sometimes challenges come up to remind us of our humanity because in building our strength, in reinforcing our resilience, in being impressed with our capability and capacity, we forget that we too are human, we do. And then something shows up to remind us that we are soft, we are gentle, we need peace, we need to cultivate the love that we want and that we need. We need to embrace the love that we are offered, not just take it, but actively embrace it as our own. We need to be reminded that we too are human. And that's what I've been you know, reminded of this very early part of the year. The other piece is, oh, what a need to apply grace to ourselves. Sometimes we tend to, to forget that just because we have a high degree of resilience and strength, because we know we can get through things seamlessly, we've done it before. Sometimes our pace in those things are different, slower, um, just not the norm. And we can offer ourselves a lot of grace in that, you know. Um, last year was a year for me of focusing on shifting from being default doer to really embracing the power of me just being, you know. Um, and a few of my clients are going through the exact same thing right here, right now in this season. And two of them in particular, the default just keeps coming up. And I have to remind them, look, this is behavior shift. Doesn't happen overnight. Your awareness is the beginning of that shift. So give yourself some grace. It's kind of like thinking you can run a marathon before even training for a 5K. It's impossible. Yes, says the person who says nothing is impossible, but it's impossible to do so without pacing yourself. And the pace I offer myself is grace. That's the other um, reminder or lesson that I'm relearning in this season. And then the other thing is the truth, my belief that things just always work out the way they are supposed to. Sometimes we forget in the seasons of challenge that there is an end. Seasons don't 
just continue into eternity. There is an end. There are highs and lows. Things are cyclical. And whatever you're facing today in the way of challenge is not going to be your mode of existence forever. Whatever it is to come out of this season for you in the way of learning, for you in the way of growth, for you in the way of development and evolution, learning more of who you are and what you have to offer and how much more is in store for you, it is all going to work out. It is already working out. It's just a matter of walking into it. But the only way to is through. And so humanity, grace, everything working out. Humanity, grace, everything working out. Humanity, grace, everything working out. If you take nothing else from our session today here, I hope you take that, that it resonates with you, and then it carries you through whatever you're going through this season, especially if it's also a season of joy and and amazingly great things. You are human and you get to embrace those and be excited about it and know that that's part of your human experience. Afford yourself some grace, the gift of sitting with it and embracing it all. And know that if things are working out once, it will help work out over and over and over again. And you can sit in that and receive it. Part of these reminders for me are also in the face of so much going on in our world that is challenging. And I'm really reflecting quite a bit um, on the experiences those of us in the U.S. are facing in the way of police brutality, in the way of gun violence. It's just, it, it's hard. And in honor of Chinese New Year this year, I also want to just acknowledge that with the season of the rabbit, what we're walking into or what we have walked into at this point, again, forgive the delay in posting, is a reminder that the rabbit is the luckiest of the 12 animals in the Chinese zodiac. And it comes with a reminder to expect prosperity, to expect hope and expect calm. As my guest and I were preparing for today's episode and um, looking forward to celebrating it, it, it took me, it gave me the opportunity to really, you know, learn more about what is the meaning of the Chinese New Year under the rabbit and what are we taking into this year? Not saying that you have to believe in the Chinese zodiac. I'm not saying that you have to believe in the, um, you're the rabbit. But what I am saying is take the inspiration from it at a minimum and gift yourself the expectation of all good things. And if the model for us offered through Chinese New Year and the Year of the Rabbit is the expectation of prosperity, hope, and calm, I'm wishing that for you 
and myself more and more so that we have so much in the way of celebration together, in the way of light together, in the face of quite a bit of darkness that we're all experiencing. And with that, we're going to take a pause before we get into our guest segment this uh, this week. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to catching up with you again next episode. I could not be more ecstatic to share with you that yours truly is now an ambassador for one of the most amazing brands out there. That is Eleven by Venus Williams. Yes, Eleven by Venus Williams. I received my welcome package a couple weeks ago with some amazing items in it. And I have to tell you, these are the most comfortable, softest items I have ever worn. They're just so well made. And yes, they create a shift in you when you're wearing them. I don't know what it is, but it's just absolutely amazing. According to Venus, as she says, she created Eleven to give women quality. She dreamed of creating a community that empowers women to feel and do their best so that they can feel confident. It's designed with attitude and confidence for peak and optimum performance never compromising. Everything about this brand is so aligned to living fabulously fierce and all that I've committed to through Farrah Bernier coaching. And so today I'm so excited to share with you my code so that anytime you go to make a purchase, you can use this and be sure to reap the benefits of whatever discounts are in play. That code, after you visit 11byvenuswilliams.com, pick your favorite items that you're seeing. You truly cannot go wrong. You absolutely cannot go wrong. And when you're ready to check out, all you have to do is enter uh, the code COACHFABFIERCE. That's all caps, C-O-A-C-H-F-A-B-F-I-E. R-C-E. Again, check out 11byvenuswilliams.com. Shop to your heart's desire. You cannot go wrong. I can't stress that enough. Check out with code COACHFABFIERCE, and you'll not only be supporting um, 11 by Venus, you'll be doing so with Living Fabulously Fierce, and you'll be reaping some benefits as well, not to mention all the amazing things you'll be able to purchase for yourself. I'm so excited to hear what you treat yourself to through 11 by Venus Williams. And if you're so inclined to post on Instagram, make sure you tag at Living Fabulously Fierce so we see all the things you're donning, and I will do the same. Welcome back, listeners, to the Living Fabulously Fierce guest segment. Um, today we have a guest who is a friend of mine and previous coworker that I'm excited to have join us. And so, as usual, as I give the mic to my guests to introduce themselves, I'm handing it over to our guest to do so. Thank you, Farah. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really excited to be here. I'm Lisa, middle initial M, last name Ong, Lisa Ong. I like to say song without the S. I'm president and founder of Wishing Out Loud, LLC. We do executive coaching, 
speaking, and training with a focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Um, I like to introduce myself as a wife, a mother, the oldest of three Chinese American daughters, right? Um, third generation. So my grandparents came here first. My parents were born here. Then I was born in Brooklyn, New York. Um, I'm an introvert, but I love to be a community volunteer. I'm also a certified public accountant, certified coach. And I like to say I'm a talent gardener and inclusion and an inclusion connector. I love it. That's so awesome. So if you had to describe the space in which you're having an impact, how would you describe that? What would you say? I focus on world impact and growing inclusive leaders, inclusive leaders at all levels, um, both at the individual level, the team level and organizational level. So someone asked me, why do you call yourself a talent gardener? because the recruiters and talent acquisition brings the talent in. And as a coach and a diversity equity inclusion specialist, we grow the talent up. So it's um, a different perspective. I don't like to walk around saying I'm a consultant, people will run. But if you say you're a talent gardener, they're like, what is that exactly? Mm. We look at the soil, we analyze what pockets of excellence are doing well and where do we need to shore up pockets of the garden that are struggling. I love that frame up and it's um, it resonates with me, especially because of the concept that I live by, you know, sowing and reaping. What you sow is what you reap. You wanna sow good seed and then you're able to, you're better able in position to reap good fruit. When you present this to those you engage with, what's usually the reaction? They always go, hmm, tell me more, hmm. right? Because I said for years when people were doing just diversity and inclusion, there was a tendency to shame and blame the marginalized groups for not thriving and growing. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense as a, as a flower gardener. If a flower is struggling, <laughs> we don't blame the flower. We look at all the other outside elements in the environment and the person who planted it to say, what can you do differently? I love that. That's amazing. And so in your engagements, you know, it's always interesting to get feedback from people we interact with. And as we're focused on self-distinction at this part of our journey in season five, one of the things we always uh, hone in on with self-distinction is what's missing when you're not in the room. And so if I had to go and ask family, friends, coworkers, people you engage with on a regular basis to describe you in three words, what three words would do you think they would use? This is a great question. So I really love thinking about it. I was actually, I missed family Thanksgiving this year because I was sick. So, mm. my, so my close family, which always tells you the truth, told me, we really missed you this year. And I said, what did you miss? They said, we missed your energy. We missed your positivity, right? And we, and we just missed your connections. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, you're the one that gets the conversation going. I'm like, oh, you mean I talk too much? Oh, <laughs> But I guess there must have been lots of awkward conversations and they missed me. <laughs> you know, as someone who's benefited from the Lisa energy in different forums, I that resonates with me. I definitely get the Lisa energy um, being a piece that would be missed if you weren't in the room. Uh, I think you have a very seamless way of engaging all parties in a room. 
Um, so it's interesting to hear that, you know, that's consistent familiarly, personally, um, as well as professionally. Yeah, that they truly missed me. I was like, wow, that's great. Uh, and the reasons why. And now if you think about the fact that for us, it's about everything with intention, right? Um, living Fabulously Fierce is about living with, with aim, authenticity, intention, masterful execution. And you can be very intentional with self-distinction. And so with that, what are the three words you actually want people to use in describing Lisa Ong? I, well, number one, you know me, I can't count to just three, uh, but intentional is one. Uh, bold is the one that I'm learning, and then learner. Intentional because I'm usually not the first one to speak in meetings, which was very difficult growing up in a consulting environment where they want very quick answers. And as an introvert, I get my energy from being by myself, but I also need time to process, right? I like to be reflective. I like to think of options. I don't like to think of the binary. Like they say, well, what's the answer, right? It's this or that. And I'm like, well, I always see the possibilities. Yeah. I like to, that's why my company's called Wishing Out Loud. I like multiple choice. I like options. Yeah. So even intentional. So I like to start with that. I, I do a lot of research, right? I love taking self-assessments, right? I love to find out people's Gallup strengths, right? Uh, I love to even most recently figure out what their working geniuses are. Uh, Patrick Lencioni's working genius assessment. So I'm always learning and asking people to share their, their self-discovery and then draw and build off of that. So I'm very intentional to listen to other people's stories and try to think about how can I help amplify the good that they do in their stories and how can I connect them? I think that was going back to why people call me the inclusion connector, because yeah. once I learn their story, I'm always trying to connect them with others that can help them on their journey. That's amazing. And I'm just curious because I think a lot of executives, which uh, are represented in our listener population as well, are curious about that in, in their work and in their commitment to diversity and inclusion. And learning people's stories, I believe, is, is foundational. Um, but in the world that we live in, there's pause there. There's concern there around the how. What if I make a mistake? What if I, you know, come off intrusive versus more curious? What's your recommendation for that person listening to this and hearing your point about getting people's stories? And how do they do that in the spirit of being inclusive? That's such a great question, Farah. Um, I shared with someone once that sometimes I get tired because people will ask, Lisa, where are you from? Mm -hmm. And I'll be Dallas, Texas. And they're like, no, where are you really from? I'm like, oh, Plano, Texas, a suburb of Dallas. And then they're like, no, where are you really from? And I'm laughing. I'm just teasing them at that point. I'm like, oh, you mean my grandparents immigrated from China to Brooklyn, New York, right? And, and they laughed. And I said, you don't realize that I get the double where are you from all the time. And as someone who's on the outside, it feels like you think that I don't belong, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, no, Lisa, I'm really just curious. And I said, I understand that, but it would come across so much more welcoming if you shared your story first and then just say, I'm always curious to learn others. Do you mind sharing? Why are you going first? It doesn't feel like an interrogation that you're trying to place me as someone who doesn't belong. 
like, wow. Like, cause you don't ask other gentlemen, where are you really from? When they tell you that they're from New York city, right? And they're like, oh, I get it now, right? There's a lot of negativity going on right now about the situation in the palace where the palace um, asked that black young woman, where are you from? Where are you from? And they're like, why are they getting so sensitive? And I'm like, you don't understand the energy it takes to always brace yourself for the second and the third. Where are you really from? Yeah. So I ask people to listen first, right? Learn, then lead, but but with transparency, leadership by example and caring. So I said, if you're truly curious, it always helps if you go first. They're yeah. like, oh, because oh. they'll say, well, what's it like to be an Asian woman or the only one in a room? And I'm like, I appreciate you asking, right? But I don't want to be put on the spot to be the spokesperson for all Asian women. Right? Yeah. This is just my perspective. Right. And sometimes if you ask that question to someone who's the only one in the room, they may be really tired of going to always ask the question, answer that question. You can yeah. Google, you can, you can Google a lot of this and you may get someone who's kind of angry and say, teach yourself. Yeah. Um, I kind of lean into those cultural moments and just take a deep breath and smile. Right. And use that as an opportunity to connect. But I know others who get very defensive and say, just Google it. Yeah. So stepping lightly is important, but right. Giving each other grace um, to your point. Cause people are like, now I'm afraid to say anything because they're just going to call me out. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I love it when people say, let's call in, let's have conversations Mm -hmm. of understanding. I said, it's the power of the stories that really help. Right. That's what builds empathy. I said, so share your stories first. They're like, which stories I'm in the majority. I said, Mm -hmm. talk about times where you were the only one. Mm-hmm. Or talk about a time where you were an ally to someone else who was the only one. Yeah. Right. Or, and don't try to say, oh, let me fix that right away. Right. Let, acknowledge the pain and the trauma and what it is, but don't try to fix it. Don't apologize. You may feel some shame and blame, but it, you know, you didn't put the hole in their heart, but you're going to at least hold the space to hear it. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, because people want to fix things right away. And it's like, it's not always fixable. And absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's candidly really heartbreaking, both experientially on my end and to hear um, from your experience that in 2022, we're still getting that, no, where are you really from? Oh, and you know? then I get, what kind of Asian are you? And it's just and I guess I'm like, okay, this is not fun. Guessing. Wow. So it, it's just fascinating and disturbing. Um, fascinating from the standpoint of, you know, transparently with our listeners, I'll share Lisa and I met when we were both at PricewaterhouseCoopers um, working in diversity, equity, inclusion for the office of diversity at the company and leading this work for the organization. And we were, we had these conversations um, time and time again. And I feel like those who were in the rooms when we focused on this particular thing, got it. They, they did. Um, you know, Barry Neros comes to mind for me, getting it after, you know, leaning in, listening, and then embracing um, his opportunities to learn, to lead by example. Right. And, you know, if we were doing that work then years ago now, I know we weren't solving it for the world, but it's fascinating 
that many years later and multiple decades after the work of diversity and inclusion really got started in the corporate space, that people are still asking, where are you really from? And it's so hard because when you think about living authentically, you walk in, into a room, you walk in as Lisa on with what you want to present, what you're choosing to share um, transparently. And that question puts you in a position of vulnerability without invitation. Um, on some level, it's kind of a demand and a requirement. And so I really appreciate you laying out what would help um, so that we don't go in this back and forth of unintended offense um, potential consequence. And, and, you know, now we're also in cancel culture. Cancel culture also happens in corporate environments um, and different organizations and teams. So I really appreciate how you've laid that out. I think that's super helpful for all of us. I, I usually coach executives um, that want to be supportive to use the word support instead of help. Because people get defensive when you say, how can I help you? Because mm -hmm. you're implying that I'm less than and I'm remedial and I need help. Yeah. versus com coming alongside of me, right? Yeah. How can I, how can I support you, right? How can I sponsor you? It's a different energy. Yeah, yes, very, very much so. And a lot of this goes to um, a lot of the language, which, you know, I'm putting some content together for some of my corporate clients and it's focused on leading across differences. And this is at the foundation of it. So I, I greatly appreciate you calling it out with your insight, experience and expertise. And again, I think, you know, as our executives and, and even those up and coming leaders and executives in, the, in their organizations are hearing this, um, this is just good food to chew on in their own growth. And, and being intentional and reflective about it, right? I get the question, Lisa, how can I get all of my Asians to speak up more? And I'm like, hmm, I said, have you ever just used your power and influence to invite people to speak up more. Yeah. Yeah. How are you doing that? How are you creating safe places for them to speak up? And they're like, what do you mean? And it's like, do you have a meeting and say, I have a great idea. What do you think? Like, oh boy. Now yeah. I have to say, <laughs> it's like, oh goodness, who wants to tell you your baby is ugly, right? Right. Exactly. Right. But do you say I'd like to hear from everyone? Yeah. And, and, and who sees things differently? I'm like, Oh, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Yeah. You've just given me permission to disagree who see things differently. Me. Exactly. Exactly. And so I imagine you have many opportunities um, and practices. Again, I'm cheating a little bit because I know you um, to help you reinforce the distinction you aim to have. So we try to make things as practical as possible here so folks can put into practice some tips and tricks from our guests. So when you think about reinforcing the three descriptions of yourself that you want people to have of Lisa Ong, what do you do to reinforce that on a regular basis that others could learn from? Well, I anchor on my strengths. So I have them on a sticky, right there by my laptop every morning, right? My strengths are responsibility, focus, belief, learner, and connector. Mm. And so I know that's how I, that's what I bring to the room, both as a strength as a, and as a shadow. Sometimes I lose people because I'm always connecting the dots too fast. So understanding too much of a strength is a weakness. Um, and then also listening to what other people are saying about you, but I also do data search, you know, me, my certified public account, and I like numbers. So yeah. I'm very observant of 
when I'm posting something, which posts get more likes and comments. Mm. And over the last three years, since I've launched my business, I've noticed more personal photos really engage them. Personal photos of me showing an expression on my face, which people are not used to because I grew up kind of with a mask. We masked our emotions, don't act like a fool. Um, and then also the ones where I'm sharing, sharing what I'm learning and growing. Yeah. So um, because back to the talent gardener analogy, right? I always ask people, what's your rose? What's your thorn? What's your bud? Right. What What's giving you joy that you're learning from? What was an ouch? If you want to share an epic fail, that's fine. But I, a thorn is just a slight ouch that others could learn from. Yeah. Right. And a bud is the wishing out loud. What is the opportunity that you really would love to explore further? They're like, Oh my gosh, I really like that. I said, how are you asking people that? Because that creates the space for them to share. And I think that's really part of my brand is always helping people connect the dots, learn and grow from one another and use those same frameworks. On all the calls that I participate with my clients, they're used to me asking, okay, what's your rose thorn or, or bud today? And it's or because some days they may not, want to share it gives them that flexibility and option yeah and the and i encourage them even on their teams to do something similar because i hear from a lot of burnt out staff my manager told me they have to have weekly one-on-ones i dread it (laughs) because they say how are you how are you really i really suck and i don't want to tell them right but but i know we have to go through this so i told the executives it's like stop saying that yeah give them an option of safe space to say whether they want to share a rose thorn or bud because if they're always sharing thorns then that's your red flag that you need to go check exactly right in their headspace and when you ask for their bud that's a chance to help engage them so in a season of quiet quitting right if you want to engage them where's their passion and untapped talents that are being underutilized at work that's the spark you need yeah and there's so, so many people that are just checked out because they're like, they're burnt out. They're burnt out. But it's like you could be the spark to re-engage them if you're asking them to to use their strengths at work in a new way. Just think yeah. about how your brain works. It connects on new creativity and new neurons. They're like, oh, you mean you love uh, photos? I love taking photos. I'll take photos at the next event. Oh, you need hashtags or, oh, you need some catchy titles for our group discussions. I'm great at that. Clickbait titles. I'm good at that. The energy just shifts when they get to choose the projects they want to work on. Yeah. Super helpful. So, you know, we're all human and we're all in this season of challenges in abundance, right? Especially when we counter, when we encounter um, situations and things that are just outside of our control right now. Right. You know, you did not have the plan to be so sick that you couldn't participate in Thanksgiving with your family, which you're looking forward to. You know, we're in um, here in the US, but in also different parts of the world, we're in the winter months and we're learning that we're we're in for some challenges with both um, the flu season compounded by COVID um, and just all the things we've been dealing with for the past few years. So it is understandable for even the best of us who prioritize operating with intention to get off kilter 
for me, when I have those moments, candidly, this week was one of those extended moments. Um, I can just pull myself back together with self-accountability by just saying living fabulously fierce. How am I showing up authentically here with intention and masterful execution? So for you, if you had to finish that phrase for self-accountability, living fabulously, what would be Lisa Ong's phrase? The word that came to me was living fabulously faithful. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that has been how I center and ground myself every day, right? To be fully present for my clients. Like you said, there's so much beyond our control, right? But what I can control is how I choose to show up. And I choose to to really be faithful in terms of being reliable, being unwavering, being trustworthy, right? And when things get really hard, I have to pause, slow down. And I always say, I'm pleasantly surprised by the angels that God puts in my path. Yeah. Right? And it's just being able to pause and notice them. So I appreciated when you reached out to me, I was like, there's an angel. Aw, and it's funny, I'm sitting here listening to you and thinking you've been an angel for me. I mean, Lisa had been at PricewaterhouseCoopers long before me um, and continues to show up that way. So that is absolutely authentic to you. So thank you for sharing that. Well, thanks again for having this. I, I binge listened to a lot of your past episodes and it felt fabulously like Farah. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and you know me, so you know that right there means so much to me. Um, that right. my intentional authenticity comes across, especially to those who know me well. And, and who, we, who we me. are, right? Because who we are is how we lead, and so that's the thing, right? Investing in relationships for the long haul as a talent gardener, mm-hmm. right? I feel like I'm deeply rooted. I build relationships that will grow and stay over years. Yeah. And it, it shows. I mean, someone calls me for when was the last time we talked? We couldn't even figure it out, but it felt just like yesterday. You know, it's funny. I always um, I have a cousin of mine whom I love and I adore, but literally years could go by and we haven't talked or seen each other. The moment we see each other, it goes back to two things. One, he gets on my last nerves in a matter of a millisecond, just like a cousin can, an older cousin can. Um, and two, I get the biggest hug ever. And it is as if we just saw each other yesterday. And there are people in addition to him in my life who we don't have to talk every day. We don't have to be proximate in terms of distance, but that relationship is there where I can say, hey, Lisa, or and you can say, hey, Farah," And it is as if we can't remember the last time we spoke, not because it, 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 it was a while ago, but not because it was a while ago, but because we know each other. We took the time to learn each other's stories when we first connected, honor each other's stories. There are many examples of that between the two of us, um, and then continue to uphold each other in our work here and now. So I that resonates with me as well, and I appreciate that. And it always reminds me of my cousin, Patrick, um, when folks say things like that. And it reminds me of these people um, in my life who are like Patrick. And that absolutely includes you. Well, thank you. Thank you. They say, how do you have time for that? I said, if you focus on memorable moments, yeah, memorable moments that matter, they will remember how you made them feel. Right? Yeah. And it, it always works. I was um, speaking with someone yesterday and she's uh, she came into she came into my life um, as an angel and a light during my um, most recent coaching certification certification process. 
And immediately we just clicked. And yesterday we just uh, got some time to connect and she shared something. She said, you know, um, this was about social media. And it's so funny that you're talking about, you know, one of the things you use to reinforce your brand is social media, Instagramming. She's like, I don't have anything to share. I don't know if people want to know what I have to say. And it's funny because with all my expertise that I know that I have, Vera, I just don't know that I have anything to put out there. And what I shared with her was so-and-so, um, you know, I don't actually remember everything you said when we met. I do recall a lot of the recommendations and tips you were giving me because I needed them. What I remember most and why we connect is how you made me feel. And we went into that and it is that palpability that makes the difference in relationships. And I think that's so important um, when we think about how we intend to show up in this world. You know, branding, we focus in on it from a professional angle more than we do personal, but it's the personal that really matters on the long run. Um, and that can be incorporated on the day-to-day. -day. So I so appreciate that. Right. We're and it's that whole, right? Yeah. It's the whole person. It's the best coaches hold that space for the whole yeah. person to step in. Yes. Right. So when I was on the stage and they were like, what's your walk on song? I'm like, uh, Kelly Clarkson's broken and beautiful, right? Yeah. Because they only see this side of your um, image, right? They don't always see the brokenness. And so I'm like, let's welcome in the both broken and the beautiful. Yeah. The balance, the balance. And so I promise you, I'd be conscious of time. And, and you know, both of us know you and I can keep going for hours. Um, but one final question for you, Lisa. Um, when you think of the younger Lisa from years ago and the wisdom that you have now and the insights that you've gathered over the course of your life, your career, your experiences, what one piece of wisdom do you have now that you want the younger self of you to absolutely have if you can go back and give it to her. That would be a wonderful wish, right? I wish I would have known back then not to waste so much energy trying to fit in, trying to be like everyone else, mm. right? And just use your unique perspective and be unapologetically Lisa. Yeah. Because when I have been, that's where the biggest great career growth and personal growth has come. Right. And, I, and people who've seen that picture of me right out of college with that big perm, they're like, what were you thinking? It's like I was in Texas back then and big hair was in. But yes, I have not permed my hair since. But trying to always fit in and waiting for other people to create cultures of belonging. I'm like, if I were waiting for a program to save me, that would have never happened. I need to choose to bring my own perspective of what belonging is. And yes. then say, how can I create belonging space for others? Yes. It has really shifted my energy. And I wished I would have known that way earlier. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that because now somebody else has that and can can activate it. Um, and they're here and now, and it's never too late. And so I'm, I'm embracing that as well. Lisa, where can folks find you if they want to connect, learn more about wish out, Wishing Out Loud, um, anything about Lisa Ong? So on Instagram, it's wishing out loud and I do my own Instagram. So I'm unapologetically not the best at making a pretty Instagram, but it's me. Yeah. And then I love staying on LinkedIn, connected on LinkedIn um, at Lisa M. Ong, my personal one. You'll hear, see leadership development, coaching, diversity, and a lot of CPA stuff. 
Um, and then if you only want diversity um, and coaching information, then follow Wishing Out Loud on LinkedIn and the company one. Awesome. Well, my friend, my wish out loud for you is for continued success, abundance of blessings, your your cup overflowing, because you are one who just gives with so much intention, love, care, and honor. So I'm just offering you reciprocity in that. And thank you for sharing your light with us here today on Living Fabulously Fierce. And listeners, as always, thank you for your time, your attention. It is not lost on us, your options. So just having you here with us um, means so much. And until next time, just wishing you a fabulous week ahead and encouraging you to stay fierce. Hey there, as we end today's episode, just one quick reminder. Living Fabulously Fierce is all about building community in this journey to living with AIM. With that, I really would appreciate you just doing a couple of things. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button for the podcast. And if you're really enjoying these sessions, please do leave a review. We want to make sure that it's easy for folks to find the Living Fabulously Fierce podcast and have it recommended to them as a resource. But the best way for us to do that is to have more subscribers, reminder, click that button, and to also leave a review. Finally, if you really, really love the podcast, don't be stingy. Share it with your network. All of this just takes a few minutes and it'll ensure that the support needed to keep the podcast going as a free resource to as many people as possible is definitely in place. So again, please subscribe, review, and share. Thanks so much in advance and I'll catch you in the next episode. Oh, 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 oh,